Lecture topic: The test of life. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salat wa salam ala ibadhi aladin astafa. Amma baadu faaroodu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. يعلم أنما الحياة الدنيا لعب وله وزينة وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الأموال والأولاد كمثل غيث أعجب الكفار نباته ثم يهيج فتراه مصفرا ثم يكون حطاما وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نعمتان مغبون فيهما كثير من الناس الصحة والفراغ أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موسوس لك الأنواي كرام ردزن اللس الدنيا is a very very temporary place that we are in and everybody is headed towards the akhirat and this life of dunya is to make the akhirat dunya is the very short part of this journey and akhirat the final abode inshallah Allah ta'ala take us to jannat that is the eternal life and therefore in the Quran Sharif Allah ta'ala says وَإِنَّ الْأَلْحَرَةِ وَإِنَّ الْآخِرَةَ لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانِ لَدَّارَ الْآخِرَةَ لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانِ The real life is the life of the hereafter. That's the real life. Now in this dunya, which is a place of tests, place of ibtila, place of imtihan, these tests come in all forms. The tests don't come just only in one particular way. Generally when we hear the word tests, trials, then our mind go only in one direction, that the test and trial of some difficulty, some hardship, some calamity, indeed these are also tests and trials, Allah Ta'ala save us from all kinds of tests and trials, Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat in our deen, afiyat in our dunya. So indeed that is also one way in which tests happen, trials take place, people are put through these kind of tests and just as these are also trials and tests there are other trials and tests as well when a person is faced with some temptation that is also a major trial and test how is he going to react in that situation what is going to be his response what is going to be his reaction how is going to conduct himself? A person is in the workplace and he is confronted with all kinds of situations. There's all the time the, the attack that is happening on his heart, the onslaught that is happening on his eyes maybe. Now is he keeping his gaze low? Is he keeping his heart under control? Is he keeping his mind towards Allah Taala, keeping his attention and focus towards Allah Taala, or is he getting washed away? 
and carried away like the whatever things the flood waters just carry away the straw and the dirt and whatever else person just sees it just being just swept away because he's got no strength nothing so now that's a test how does he react at that time a person is at home he may be anywhere else and now suddenly his anger has been provoked that's a test so the test is not only in one form that a person gets tested in the form of that some difficulty some hardship some financial problem some other issue those also tests but these are also tests but a mukmin he all the time is conscious that all these are tests and I have to pass through these tests I can't get carried away and a test is a test after all when some examination some test is taking place so now people work hard for it people don't just sit idly and say well it's a test it will be already what is the questions are known the answers are known it's straightforward there's nothing to really work for nothing to study about nothing to spend burn the midnight oil for no need to make any sacrifices these exams mean nothing it's straightforward it's just a matter of five minutes time you'll be done and you'll pass no people start working months in advance depending on the level of examination they start working months in advance in order to pass that examination because depending on what level the person needs to pass he needs to pass some kindergarten level then the examination or the test or whatever assessment will be at that level and if he needs to pass something where now he is trying to get some kind of degree then the test and examination is on that level now when a person is in dunya and he wants to pass to attain the everlasting jannat so jannat is not lying somewhere on the street corner the hadith sharif nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that ala inna sil'ata allah al-ghaliya ala inna sil'ata allah al-janna that the merchandise of allah taala is very very precious and valuable now merchandise something that is bought it's acquired so something that is very cheap very very trivial 10 rand 5 rand 10 cents to maybe you'll some buy something allah knows best whether there's anything available for 10 cents anymore but rand 2 rands because it's worth that much but something that is not just lying around is not cheap it's something that is very valuable and it has a price accordingly the bi kareem sallallahu alaihi is saying that the merchandise and the commodity of allah taala that allah taala has put out on offer this time of the year people are looking for offers and bargains and what not and get caught up so often in just the gimmicks of the time and in the marketing ploys and then they want to buy things that they don't need and then buy it with money that they don't have and sometimes just to show off with people they don't like just in order to impress somebody just to keep up with the trends somebody else mustn't outdo me i must be able to also be in the running so that's why we buy things buy things and upgrade and update all the time so that i don't feel out of place in the circles that i interact with otherwise everybody is now with a iphone and i am with a y phone so now it just doesn't doesn't fit in they say this person is now outdated 
So now just to keep up with that, I can't afford it also, and it's not any need for me either. And what I have, I don't even know all the features of it too. Now in order to keep up with the circle that I'm mixing with, so now I got to do what they do. So now if they are doing something, and then I'm hearing somebody speaking about this investment, and that property he's bought, and somebody bought a better car, I can't afford it now, now what? So now to go to the next thing. So now, one thing after the other, then the person is involved in the lanat, the close down the lanat of Allah Ta'ala, he's borrowing and getting involved in interest, and now attracting Allah Ta'ala's curse upon himself. So, this level that a person wants to pass, he wants to pass the level that takes him to Jannah. And the commodity of Allah Ta'ala is not cheap and lying around somewhere. Nabi Karim Salaam says it's a very precious commodity which Allah Ta'ala has placed out on offer there. That commodity is nothing but Jannat. And what is Jannat all about? Jannat is Mala Aynun Ra'at. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Karim Salaam says that Allah Ta'ala says, Hadith Qudsi, A'adattu li'ibadiyas saliheen. I have prepared for my pious servants. Who are the pious servants? Are the pious servants those who are all the time just engaged in some tasbihat, some tilawat of the Quran Sharif? MashaAllah, those are excellent amal. And that is something that must be part of a mu'min's life every day. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, tasbihat. And this is the spiritual nourishment that we need. Just as we need our physical nourishment, Together with our faraiz, wajibat, sunnat muqtada, we need this nourishment as well. The nourishment of the ma'mulat, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, zikr, tasbihat. That is what's going to energize that heart spiritually. And now when that heart has been spiritually energized, and it is confronted by those temptations, by those tests, by those trials of that level, then that energized, spiritually energized heart will be able to make amal on فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ That flee towards Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise you'll get swept up by the tsunami of all those temptations. Just get swept away in the floodwaters of all the haram, all the evils and vices. Because that heart is too weak. Doesn't have the energy and the strength to be able to withstand that floodwater and run away from there. So now the person who wants to pass at that level, so now he's going to be tested at that level too. It's not going to be a test of that kindergarten or that grade zero level, some kind of simple assessment, one, two questions or something just in verbally asked and that's the end of it. So this dunya is a test and the reward of this passing this test is this everlasting akhirat which Allah wa ta'ala says in this hadith Qudsi, I have prepared for my pious servants my pious servants, Mala Ainun Ra'at, what no eye has seen. So we're talking about who are the pious servants first. That is it just those who are involved in some amal, indeed they will have amal in their lives. And this is very necessary. But the the very pivot of taqwa of, of piety and the most important component of piety. And in fact, what piety revolves around. And what piety is all about is taqwa. And taqwa is, the sum total of it is, that 
refraining from everything that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. Staying away from sin, staying away from haram. So everything, all the do's also are included in it because to, to not fulfill something that is required of us, that too is a sin. And to get involved in something Allah has forbidden, that is obviously a sin also. So this is all against the dictates of taqwa. So now this is what the main aspect of piety is. And this is the person for whom Allah Ta'ala is saying, I have prepared for my pious servants. Those who stay away from Allah's disobedience. Those who refrain from sin. Whether it is sins in any form. Whether it is the haram that Allah Ta'ala has declared in terms of the sins and vices, zina and gambling and drinking and indulging in all the other sins of this nature. Or whether it is the sins of zulm and oppression, the sin of lying, backbiting, the sin of casting haram glances, looking at evil, whether it is the sins of the heart, malice, pride, jealousy, greed and love of the ego, and all these are all sins. So the person who is making an effort to cleanse himself of all these things, and he's staying away from haram. And Allah forbid something happened by chance. He slipped up somewhere. And he is very, very perturbed about it. He is immediately turning to tawbah, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. And this is a person who Allah Ta'ala is describing. أَعْدَدْتُ لِعِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحِينَ مَا لَا رَأَتْ What no eye has seen. Now people travel from this part of the world to that part of the world to go and see scenery of some sort which they... Heard is out of this world, they say. But it's inside this world. But they say it's out of this world. But then they saw it five times, ten times, and they say, now we saw it enough now. So now it became very much part of this world now. They already got bored with it. And likewise, other things now, you just want to spend really ajeeb sums of money just for something that, and without any, any real purpose in it. So now, these things that we now hanker after and become so thrilled with sometimes, but it's all not even one speck of dust compared to Jannat. Jannat Allah Ta'ala says, Mala Ainun Ra'at, no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever ever heard of. And it has not even crossed anybody's heart and mind. Nobody can ever imagine also what is in Jannat. Can let his imagine, imagination run wild. But after he's finally tired of imagining, Jannat hasn't even started yet. Where his imagination finished off, Jannat hasn't even started, started far beyond that. So this is Allah Ta'ala is prepared for the pious servants. Who are these pious servants? Those who pass the test. Those who pass the test of dunya. Passed all, the test of all these temptations. And then those times of the year come when everybody seems to be now going in a certain direction having their fun and excitement so called fun and excitement and now that shaitan puts as a big test big test that now everybody is doing something why are you getting left out everybody is going to these kind of places why are you not going and what's wrong with you something seems to be wrong with you so this becomes a very big test so now who is going to be able to withstand this test so now this is the matter that we need to be reflecting upon 
that this life, this very life is a test. So this is also part of the test. Uh, the person wants to pass that test and examination at that level, but he wants to conduct himself at the grade zero level. How is he going to pass? And he still wants all the rewards of passing at that level where he's going to be awarded some very high qualification and then high position. But he wants to carry on on that kindergarten level, on that grade zero level. How is it going to ever happen? We also want Jannah. But we want to conduct ourselves like the disbelievers. We want to do what they are doing. We want to dress like how they are dressing. We want to also jump around in public and make a nuisance of ourselves like how they are doing it. We also want to give taklif to others because people are celebrating some turn of the year. Whereas mu'min and these celebrations, what, what link is there? But now he gets caught up in this. So now he wants Jannah. But he's carrying on, let, let alone grade zero. He's in grade minus something Allah knows best where he is. But now he's still aspiring for the Jannah. He says, no, but it's too hard. All this thing to stay away and refrain. And how do I... Everybody's doing this. Every, my whole family is going somewhere. So how can I get left out? This is the test of life. This is the test. And that is the reward. So this is what we have to now reflect on. And in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, this is what Allah Ta'ala has highlighted for us. The ayat that was recited at the beginning, Allah Ta'ala says, اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبُوا وَلَهُ It's all the different phases of life. Life goes through various phases. So one phase is the phase of la'ib. Just play. Laib in Arabic refers to that kind of play which has there's nothing no no purpose in it at all of any level whether it is any constructive purpose or whether it is any way, futile purpose also but there's no purpose like children little children's play now oh, that for that ten minutes half an hour one hour sometimes whole day they'll just be playing something just moving something around just doing something what is intended at the end of it, nothing. So that is one level. At that level, play. Just play of any sort. But now a time comes when the child has grown out of that, that mode and that phase of life. Now he's come to another mode. Now he's come to a mode of lahu. La'ibu wa lahu. Lahu, the Mufassirin explain, is what we can call amusement. So the child was playing, he didn't have anything that he wanted to take out of it. But now comes the kind of situation where he wants something out of it. That something can be very dangerous, very harmful, but he's got some kind of intention. Some intentions can be very, very good also, depending what he's doing. Like in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Karim gave encouragement that, Kullu lahuin batilun. All kinds of amusement, meaning what people regard as amusement, is all batil. There are certain things which resemble it, but are excluded from this batil, and this completely futile, and in fact, dangerous and sinful. And in that, because it's just merely an outward resemblance, but otherwise it has a very high and noble purpose. Among it, Nabi Karim also mentioned archery. Now one is archery, just for the, just for the sake of now passing time, but in that time, and even till the end of time, that will have a useful purpose. 
So now a person, anything in the similar line, similar purposes and objectives, so now he's training in that manner. So that is something useful, that is something beneficial, that is something that will help him to protect himself, protect his family, it will become a help in deen. So outwardly it just resembles like how somebody is playing around with something, somebody is now doing archery, but that has a noble purpose and it has a good outcome as well, it has some benefit, very great benefit. So therefore Nabi Karim Swasim excluded that. Likewise horse riding, now in that time that was the very means by which so many things happened and so many great noble khidmat and services of deen took place. So Nabi Karim Swasim excluded that, that it may resemble this. I'm training how to ride that horse well. Maybe some might just now race with one another, obviously for no monetary gain of any sort. But now it might just seem like just some amusement, just some fun, just, but it has a very noble purpose. Certain specific aspects Nabi Karim Sallallahu excluded because they have specific purposes. And not just what we may imagine that is beneficial, but Nabi Karim Sallallahu has identified that this has some very specific benefit, a deeny benefit. Otherwise, we leave it to our imagination, we'll bring about some benefit in anything and everything. The most futile things also, we'll find some benefit in it. We'll claim some benefit in it. One person one day, while trying to advise him, now some issues were brought up, this person was caught up in some habits. So now he started getting into a long discussion wasn't even giving anybody a chance to say anything in between, trying to stop him, just hold on first. He says, no, no, wait, let, first, let, let me say whatever I need to say. Now he's getting into a detailed, had to be forcefully stopped eventually. Getting into details of why he believes that smoking some intoxicant is good for him. So he found some benefit that he, and now forget found some benefit that he imagined, he's so convinced about it, that he's trying to convince others also. Something Allah has made haram, Nabi Karim has said, Kullu muskirin haramun. Everything that intoxicates is haram. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Person now is claiming that this is good for him, trying to convince others about it as well. So if it's left to our imagination, we'll, Allah forbid, what we'll do. So what Nabi Karim excluded. So now, this lahu, amusement, just now a person is just caught up in this amusement. And then one is, that he gets caught up in that amusement, he wastes one hour, two hours, then fine. After that he comes to his senses, now time has passed, he's gone back to, into work mode. But then gradually what happens? Gradually that amusement becomes his purpose in life. Gradually that amusement becomes an addiction. Gradually that takes over his life. That will dictate, that will dictate whether he will even perform salah with jama'ah or not. If that clashes with the Salah time, then if that has become the priority in his life, and it has become maybe more than that as an addiction, that has become like a kind of object in life, then Salah can wait. Either it will be performed later or maybe become Qaza as well. Why? Because the game has to take place. How can I miss out? So what does that become? That has become the person's deen then. That has become his religion now. That addiction takes over. 
and then where it leads to so now in dunya all these things these are the tests of dunya and it might seem sometimes people seem to be having a great time but Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with something far beyond let alone that Jannat is beyond imagination which will come in the Akhirat even in dunya as that beautiful couplet of our Hazrat Ali, where he says that Dushmano ku eshe abo gil diya Dosto ku apna darde dil diya that Allah Ta'ala gave his enemies in dunya because what else they got? This dunya is the be all and end all for them but then the akhirat is disaster for them total perpetual disaster so in dunya dushmano ku eshe abo gil diya Allah Ta'ala gave them the fun and excitement of water and sand eshe abo gil this refers to the body now enjoying themselves in all kinds of pastimes and even sins and vices and seem to be having a great time Allah gave his friends dosto ko apna darde dil diya but his friends Allah Ta'ala gave them darde dil darde dil the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala it sounds like an ajeeb thing now the enemies it seems like they got it all friends of Allah Ta'ala something inside their heart darde dil how does this play out so then the next line now explains something unku sahil par bhi tughyani mili humko tufano mein bhi sahil diya now how does this play out in life it seems like they are on the shore on the shore there's no waves there's no storm on the shore on the shore you are on dry land so you are stable firm and there's no fear of drowning there's no fear of suddenly one wave crashing on you so now they are on shore on shore you are supposed to be very calm and peaceful on shore you are supposed to be very happy but despite being on the shore sahil par bhi unko tughyani mili they are being lashed by storms their heart is in turmoil utter turmoil it seems like there is a very exciting life out there but go and ask somebody's heart it is just a, an effort to try and fill some void but that void can never ever be full, filled with what they trying to fill it with so outwardly is just one big deception so on the shore also they are being lashed with the storms and humku tufano may be sahil diya but right in the midst of the storm Allah Ta'ala gave his friends the stability of the shore and the peace and the comfort of the shore right in the midst of storms also their hearts are composed their hearts are not overwhelmed by the situations and conditions that surround them why? because that heart is linked to the giver of peace that heart is attached to the very creator of that heart and the heart is attached to that being who grants that sukoon and that's the only source of that sukoon Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub that only with the remembrance of Allah ta'ala do the heart get peace so now the person wants this peace, he wants his happiness, wants his sukoon, wants to be safe from all these things and turmoil. And so now there's only one place for it. And that place is attaching one's heart to Allah. Wa ta'ala. So now outwardly it seems like a ajeeb thing, 
that those who are the enemies of Allah Ta'ala, they seem to be enjoying themselves. What enjoyment is that? That a person is in the, on the shore and being lashed by storms and he's drowning on the shore. So if, is that better? Or is a person who even though he's in the midst of storms, but he's in the most secure place. He has the greatest amount of security right in the midst of the stormy seas. What is better, drowning on the shore or being safe in the ocean? Meaning the ocean of dunya, dunya is dunya. Dunya has all kinds of conditions and halat. But the person whose heart is attached to Allah Taala in the midst of all these halat also, he's not overwhelmed. He's insan. When he has an issue, then somebody else might run helter-skelter what to do. He'll go and read one part of the Quran Sharif and feel composed, completely calm. Insan, he'll also get sometimes a little bit perturbed, he'll get sometimes disturbed, sometimes hurt. All these things they happen. Insan is insan. He's got a heart. But he'll find his solace where Allah Ta'ala has kept it. And this is part of the test. That when these halat come, where he turns? Which direction he goes to? Does he run away? Allah's lanat will come? So now he's got one situation now to now drown his sorrows. To drown his grief. What he's doing? To drown his worries and anxieties. So now he's turning to some intoxicant. So now is that where he's going to come from? Is that what's going to bring the, the solution? That is just going to increase the problem. That is just going to multiply it. And he turned to Allah wa ta'ala. He felt that disturbance. So he turned to two rakat salah. He raised his hands. Begged Allah Ta'ala's help. Allah's mercy. And he suddenly finds like there's a balm that has been placed on his heart. And that pain suddenly seems to have fizzled away. He felt some anxiety. And he sat down and made some zikr of Allah Ta'ala. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, deeply from the heart. Attaching his heart to Allah Ta'ala. Clearing his mind out of everything. That everything is in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Allah alone is the controller. Allah is the supreme power and the only supreme power. There is no other power of any sort. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. There is no strength and no power but with Allah Ta'ala. So now, he turns to where it is all. Turns to Allah Ta'ala. He needs something, he's in need, he's desperate for something. He knows where to find it. He knows where to find it. Allah Ta'ala has provided him that means that he turns to Salah. He makes sabr and he turns to Salah. Because Allah Ta'ala has given him this prescription. Somebody else gives us some prescription and because that person has got a few qualifications next to his name, this becomes a very, very uh, valuable thing for us. Something to hold close to the heart and to be very, very confident in it. Allah Ta'ala's prescription. Allah Ta'ala's prescription is divine. Allah Ta'ala's prescription is absolute. Allah Ta'ala's prescription never goes wrong. We may go wrong about how we are administering the prescription. The doctor says, take it like this. We take it some other way. Say, but how you took it? That this medication for your diabetes, how you took it? He says, I took it with milkshake every day. And the sugar is not going down. And then that milkshake too is now infused with maybe Allah knows best how much of sugar in it and he's having all the sweet things so he says no well this is how I'm taking it so if how he takes it is a problem then he can't blame the medication can't blame the prescription so we don't have any yaqeen that should be there to start off with and then the quality of it and then how we do it haphazardly 
and where our heart and mind is but Allah's prescription there's no deficiency in that Allah's prescription is there you have a need seek help in sabr and salah so he knows where to find it so he turns to it and in this way he gets past all the tests of life as well so now all this amusement starts becoming the purpose of life but now when this amusement becomes a purpose of life when this starts dictating life this becomes an addiction in his life it doesn't ever stop at a point it does not ever stop at a point because he is looking for something which is not in it so what he is looking for he is looking for some amusement why is he looking for the amusement he is looking for the amusement so that it will console his heart that's the bottom line so that it will bring some peace to his heart now that maybe there might be some amusement in it but peace in it there is never peace in it there is nothing in the heart for it so now when that doesn't seem to give him what he's looking for so now he can't stay there all the time because he's looking for something that is not being derived from this initially it seemed maybe this is what is going to give it to him now after a short while he says no no this is not here this is empty so now the next step something worse something beyond that after a while that it seemed like it was here but no no it's not even here now so now where so now the next step and from one thing to the next until a person's life is in ruins Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us when we talk about life in ruins our mind goes in so many different directions but the real ruin of life the real ruin of life is that his Iman gets affected Imam Shafi Rahimahullah it is mentioned related from him that when a person gets his heart gets attached to all these kind of amusements when his heart becomes engrossed in it as all the time he's in salah also and he's thinking of these kind of what's the score and who won and who lost and now he's in salah he's to be communicating with Allah Ta'ala. and his heart is engrossed he's still in the same the heart becomes disinclined from the Quran Sharif these amusements disinclined in fact the word that is used is yatanaffaru qalbuhu as his heart now, yatanaffar, it now flees away from the Quran Sharif. It actually starts becoming averse now, Somebody now brings the Quran Sharif and says, just recite something very, very difficult. In fact, he feels uneasy. That is what is being meant. It comes to that level. That he won't want to have any time assigned that at least some portion of the Quran Sharif was recited the heart becomes disinclined he'll have ample time for everything else and then it goes worse then the very iman becomes affected Ibrahim bin Adham he was asked a question how come the hearts of people are veiled away from Allah wa ta'ala? veiled from Allah ta'ala when there's a veil over something that you can't see it that something behind the veil can't see out so the hearts get veiled it can't recognize Allah Ta'ala gets deprived of the marifat and the recognition of Allah Ta'ala the question was how come, why what is the reason this happens sometimes so he replied and said and Ibrahim in Adam Rahmatullah he was a king, king of Balkh and he gave up that life to gain Allah Ta'ala 
went and lived his life in the jungles. So he was living the life of a king. So he knew what is on that side. And what it gave him. Now despite having been the king and living the life of a king, he found something which was not in that kingdom. What he was looking for, it was not in that kingdom. It was somewhere else. It was in that obedience of Allah wa ta'ala, turning to Allah ta'ala in entirety, attaching on one's heart to Allah wa ta'ala. So now this is where it's going to be found. So now when this addiction sets in, then the heart becomes veiled from Allah Ta'ala's ma'rifat. What it means? That the heart is getting distanced from Allah Ta'ala. And gradually Allah forbid, then Iman itself is on the line. Because now a person will start making choices that will put his Iman on the line. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So this is a very very delicate matter in life. That what we choose is part of this test of life. We cannot just see what's going on and just follow the trends and just carry on, get stripped in any direction. We have to be conscious about who we are. We are the servants of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. We are the ummatis of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We are those who believe in Akhirat. We have yaqeen and iman that dunya is a test. This life of dunya is a test. We are heading towards this Akhirat which we are aspiring for. We want to gain Jannah. Jannah is not lying in some street corner somewhere or lying on some supermarket shelf that we're going to go just buy a ticket to Jannah. No, no, Jannah we're going to have to work for. We're going to have to pass these tests. We want to get that level, we're going to have to pass these tests. So these tests come in this form as well. All these temptations, all these distractions. And now to remain steadfast, to remain firm, not to get carried away in all this. This is the need of the moment. This is what we need to focus on. This is what we need to reflect on. And we need to shun all these things that the kuffar have made so enticing. And made so, so tempting. And just mesmerize the minds. And at the end of it all, what we got? One is somebody is physically involved in something. It might be futile. But if there is some physical benefit in it for some, some level, he'll get some exercise out of it. Provided some no laws of deen are being broken, it might be something just partly overlooked. But now he is so caught up about what somebody else is doing in some part of the world, and he is winning and losing, and he is getting excited and depressed over what something happened which got nothing to do with him, benefit him in any way, or harm him in any way. But it is harming him when he is getting engrossed in it. It is harming him in a way he cannot realize, or does not realize. It is harming him in a way more severely than all his dunya getting lost because it's harming his deen and now the harm of deen is happening but he's not realizing what's happening what's going on where he's finishing off so Allah Ta'ala mentioned this just to wrap up the discussion the ayat of the Quran Shari that we're dis- uh, discussing innamal hayatu dunya la'ibu wa lah play then amusement then comes the next level now comes the level of adornment now the person has passed that that stage of life now he's in his teens now the whole attention is towards how to now adorn himself and adorn his clothing and adorn his appearance and now try to make himself look very attractive and attract people's attention towards himself all attention now is in that direction and now that amusement to carry on 
but this becomes the focus and then he moves on in life comes to another level another phase of life now boasting boasting and boastful claims I have this and I have that and now I have to show also what I have I can't even afford it I must borrow from somewhere and in, sometimes earning Allah Ta'ala's la'nat because of the interest now that is incurred but I have to live that life I have to show off in that manner فَتَفَاخُرُمْ just boasting about things trying to live up with the Joneses as they say فَتَفَاخُرُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ وَتَكَاثُرُمْ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ and then comes another stage now now the person is only bothered about now amassing amassing dunya and amassing multiplying how to multiply the numbers and how many numbers in people and family and this becomes his life Allah Ta'ala says that all this is kamathali ghaythin a'jab al-kuffar nabatu Allah is giving the example of what this life is all about like the rains that come down then it brings out the vegetation the crops now it looks so lush and the farmer becomes so thrilled with it but then summa yahij doesn't remain like that forever summa yahij it then starts withering then it becomes yellow it is so green and lush summa yahiju fatarahu musfarra now it's yellowed up summa yakunu hutama and then it's all just chaff and trampled and nothing it's all just fallen and completely over Allah Ta'ala says this is don't think this life is going to carry on forever take the lesson from this crop one moment the farmer was so thrilled now this thing all just finished all just temples وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ وَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانٌ and in the year after is عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ also a severe punishment but if somebody turns to Allah Ta'ala and rectifies his life وَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانٌ Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and pleasure this is what we have to strive for this is what we have to work for the, in this dunya and pass this test and we got this akhirat Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we stay steadfast on deen Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast save us from all these tests and temptations and distractions keep us with istiqamat on iman and amal on the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam save us from all the indecency all the sins and vices the environments of sin and vice keep us in the environments of deen and keep us with the safety of iman Allah Ta'ala keep us with iman take us with iman raise us on the day of qiyamah with perfect iman wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل لا اله الا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله 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 Allah 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 
save us from failing the test ya allah ilahu alamin enable us to pass this test ya allah allah save us from all trials and tests ya allah ilahu alamin grant us afiyat in our deen ya allah grant us afiyat in our dunya ya allah ilahu alamin save us from all the fitna and fasad ya allah save our families ya allah save our progeny till qiyamah ya allah save the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin ya allah enable us to recognize ya allah the mischief of those who are trying to harm islam and the muslims ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah allah we are going ya allah totally and fully into their traps ya allah ilahu alamin you save us ya allah you save us and protect us ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah all those who are sick of the shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima and remove every trace of their ailments ya allah those are any difficulties and hardships remove it with afiyat ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah grant each one barakat in their risk ya allah grant halal and tayyib rizq filled with barakat ya allah save us from every drop and grain of haram ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah tell us save us from all the evil environments ya allah save us from the environments that ya allah taking towards sin ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah tell us save the entire ummah ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah tell all those who asked us to make dua for them all who have raised their hands to this dua allah grant each one's pious aspirations ya allah fulfill each one's jaiz needs ya allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah allah greatest need is to become yours ya allah allah make us yours ya allah you become ours ya allah اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله